She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well, today we are inching to the finish line of season two. Yes, season two of Small Wonder will be wrapping up in December. But before that, I'm going to be talking about season two, episode 22, The Cat's Meow, which aired May 9th, 1987. In this episode, Vicky becomes jealous of an electronic cat. <laughs> I mean, the cat's meow, isn't that something, uh, an expression that somebody says, like, oh, you look like the cat's meow, like, I thought maybe that's the same from, like, the 20s or something. Oh, you look very nice in what you're wearing. So this episode's got a 7.7 out of 10 based on 15 ratings. We have, oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Ugh. I knew that last month when I talked about me covering this episode for October that, yes, we're going to get Bonnie Brindle back. It's been a nice break without her. I can't remember what was the last episode I covered with her in. But, uh, yeah, we got to suffer through Bonnie. Whew. Luckily, no Brandon. But Bonnie, I mean, I don't, you guys know, like, my I Hate the Brindles fan club. I am president and co-president of that club. Bonnie is at the top of my hate list. Then Brandon, then Harriet, honestly, is at the bottom. She's not nearly as bad as the two of them dum-dums. <laughs> we got <laughs> Pat Music as Cat. Who also was the voice of Tony Tapone from An American Tale. Uh, additional voices in the Batman animated series. Just a lot, a lot of voice work. A lot of voice work. Spanning for a very long time. Is she working on anything right now? Yeah, let's see. Uh, the Artful Escape from 2021. She was Goldie slash Blob. New Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. let's see. Uh, let's see. What was the first thing she must have done? I mean, it's honestly, it's all voice work. So, okay. So there is uh, an American Tale of the Mystery of the Night Monster. She sang the song Who Will. And then it looks like that song is also used in the Land Before Time sing-along songs. So it's the same song songs sung by different characters i'm not sure oh what's abc weekend specials what's this one the return of bungee uh cool that's that's really wonderful let's <laughs> get away from this i'm really interested to see how that voice is gonna play out in this episode too is it gonna be meow 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 right Okay, the title is from 1920s American Slain, meaning something was exceptional. Okay, so, I can't remember. Did I say the 30s or the 20s? I don't know. The voice-activated robot cat featured in this episode was a real toy called Petster, made by Exelon, which came out in 85. 
Really? Let's check that out. Petster. P-E-T-S-E-T-R. And put 1985. Okay, let's see. Oh, is this what that thing looks like? That's creepy. Eh, let's see, images. Sorry, guys. So it's going to look like this gray-brown mottled mess of fur and a remote control. Interesting. Uh, Harriet, I mean, I know she's like, she's got to be at least two years younger than Jamie. If Jamie's 12, then she's got to be 10. And they don't even go to the same school. So I remember the episode where she's, at Jamie's school in, like, the lunch yard, and, like, did she walk from her elementary school all the way over? I mean, unless Jamie's middle school shares an elementary school, I, I with it, I have no idea. I didn't think they went to the same school. I think they're in separate schools, and she just walked all the way over to chat with him, which is stupid, because she lives right next door. You want to see, you can see this kid anytime you want, sadly, on his part. All right, so, director, Bob Claver, writers, Donald Ross and Howard Leeds, the creator, Warren S. Murray, executive story editor, and Bruce Kane, also executive story editors. Let's see, there's no... <laughs> What am I kidding? There's not, never any trivia. There's never any goofs. Wait, I think that was... Was that trivia that I read? I'm sorry. I, feel, I sound out of sorts. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> I didn't have um, wake up from the best dream this morning. Uh, it's not like it was a nightmare or anything. It was just really unset well actually it felt like a nightmare but it's a very unsettling dream i've been reading i just finished today my best friend's exorcism by grady hendrix i believe and i haven't there's a movie that just came out on amazon that is based on the book so i, I don't know if i'm gonna watch it or not i've heard it didn't get good reviews which i'm not surprised but the book i've been reading that for it feels like last few weeks couple weeks and it just like whoa <laughs> yeah it just seems like the stuff we read or watch gets played into our brain as we sleep and it's just mm. okay so enough chit chat about that let's get into the cat's meow if you're new to the podcast i do want to let you know there is a facebook page for the podcast just type in small wonder podcast if she's a small wonder podcast will pop up also where to find the podcast, you're going to search on iTunes for the Wonder Years podcast, looking back at my Wonder Years, just typing the Wonder Years podcast. There you're going to find all six seasons, well, on SoundCloud, you're going to find all six seasons of the original Wonder Years, and I am currently working my th way through the end of season one of the new Wonder Years. There's Mr. Belvedere episodes, Elf, Growing Pains episodes, a whole bunch of stuff. If you're into 80s and 90s shows, especially Full House, which is what I've been currently working on since April of 2019. Actually, it's the same year that I started this podcast of Small Wonder. So, all right, cats me out. Let's get into it. All right, so we're around the breakfast table, and Vicky brings over Ted's eggs because his legs are apparently broken and he can't fucking move. 
from the kitchen table to get them himself. It's like, that's why they he built Vicky so she could, like, bring his breakfast to him. And the eggs are not cooked to his satisfaction. He wanted scrambled, not fried. Yeah, this is going to be a disaster. I bet it's going to get all over his work shirt. So let's find out. Oh, thank you, Vicky. Uh, these eggs are fried, and I, I wanted them not scrambled. Jordan ate a cantaloupe. Oh. Uh, now they're scrambled. It's much better, Vicky. You can wipe your hands. Okay. On his shirt! Damn it! <laughs> You didn't say where to wipe her hands. Just for that, you can do my laundry. And remember, this time, the starch goes in my shirts, not my shorts. Uh, I gotta get to school. Bye, Jane. Bye. You know, honey, a, a something just occurred to me. Here you're trying to make Vicky as close to a human child as possible, and, and yet she's never had a friend or, or a toy to play with like Jane's had. Well, you're right, honey. That's a good point. I have no friends or toys. Aww. One of these days, she just might have a little sister to play with. Oh. Are you pregnant? There's something I should know. Yeah. No, there's something you should do. Stick a dick in you? <laughs> okay, so I figure the eggs were going to get on his shirt one way or another because she puts her hands in and starts scrambling the eggs with her fingers. He's like, oh, thanks, Vicky. Go wipe your hands off. And of course she wipes them. She didn't, he didn't say where to wipe your hands. He just said to wipe them. Joan's eating a cantaloupe with something in the middle of it. And probably strawberries. All of that sounds disgusting. Cantaloupe and strawberries together. Blah. Uh, Jamie's eating cereal, of course. And I noticed, and I don't know if this is the first time that they got Jamie Superior, Jamie Superior, Jerry's. Superior Cyprian, however you pronounce his last name. They gotta wear a gold chain, and I cannot remember for the life of me over the last four years that I've been covering the show if uh, he's worn one before. Because it just it makes I don't know I don't know honestly what I'm supposed to take from him wearing a gold chain around his neck. I mean, it's not, like, flashy or anything, but is that, like, a symbolism of, like, coolness back in 87? I mean, I was only five in 87, so I really don't know. I don't know. But Jamie hauls off to school. Joan starts talking about the fact that Vicky doesn't have any toys like Jamie did <laughs> or any friends. Which we can't count Harriet. She's not a friend of Vicky. Hell no. And the thing is, especially when it comes to the friends thing, Ted is so still, after two years now, wanting to keep Vicky's identity under wraps. You bring anyone into the house, Jesse Ventura is the only person that he has told about Vicky's real identity. And I can't remember for the life of me if he told his mom and dad when they visited at the end of season one. But 
yeah, I get you want Vicky to have friends. I mean, I don't even think she's enrolled 100% in school. It's like she only goes when... And I... What is this... With Joan, it's just a... Sub for Jamie's... And it's always Jamie's class. It's not another class. that She's always... She's subbing for Jamie's class. And I thought that she was taking over permanently. Is she not? I mean, eventually at some point, probably in season three, she does take over permanently teaching his class. Which, good, she can keep an eye on him because he's a little rabble rouser. So, <laughs> Joan's like, you know, one day she may just have a little sister. And I'm like, excuse me, what now? And Ted is like, uh, do you want to tell me something? I'm thinking, are you pregnant? Have you been having sex on the regular? And Joan's like, oh, no, it just, uh, he's like, is there something I should know? And Joan tells him, no, it's something you should do. And then, put your dick in me. Because <laughs> she wants a kid still after two years. Jamie's 12. They have, well, they've had Vicky for two years, right? So in 10 years' time, they have tried and been unsuccessful having another child or they've just not been you know maybe Ted's just focused on his career and you know he's creating Vicky and oh, probably a lot of late nights it's tired when he got home I don't know I don't know their situation they're never gonna have another baby another baby <laughs> but they will have a an evil evil robot come along named Veronica. Veronica or Victoria? One of them. I cannot... See, going into these episodes, I might have seen some episodes in reruns growing up in, like, 89 and 90, but <laughs> a lot of the times I don't remember them the way I think I remember them. I'm like, what? Oh, I thought it happened this way. So, yeah. Everything, this is basically all new stuff to me. So, oh my gosh, at the door, Bonnie Brindle, what the fuck you want, woman, get, they need to put a, lock, a padlock on that door that separates their quote-unquote yard, because it's not really a yard that I know of, with the Brindles. They need to put a padlock on it. They, what, ugh, lock and key, lock and key that gate. Let's find out what Bonnie fucking wants. Ugh. Like, oh, look. My husband built this cat for my daughter or some stupid sh shit like that would be my guess. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I don't know. The cat comes into play one way or another. And I bet Vicky is going to get... She gets jealous of the cat. Why? Because the family's paying attention to it? Can you, if she gets jealous over a robotic cat, can you imagine what she'd do to a human baby? Oh, don't bring a baby into the house with a robot. I'm scared. I am scared. Ted's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This is on you, Joan. Bye. I am not facing Bonnie today. I already got to face her dolt of a husband as my boss at my job. Joan says, there's something you, it's something you can do. Up to his fist up to his mouth and his eyebrows <laughs> go up and down like oh really hurricane bonnie i'm blowing out before she blows in <laughs> <laughs> really <gonna> <laughs>
Hi. Hello, little one. Hello, big one. Yes. <laughs> Crushed it. Oh, what can I do for you, honey? Oh, I'm about to make a banana cream time. Wondering if I could borrow a cup of sugar. No. Sure. And a cup. No. All right. And some cream. No. Cream. And a few bananas. Bitch. Sorry, we have no bananas. Go to we the store. One of these days, I just might have a little sister to play with. Oh, you sneaky boo! You can correct me. She's not pregnant. You don't understand. I think I feel it moving. I think you're getting too close to her vagina with your hand. I say that maybe someday we might want to have one, and she just misunderstood. That's all. Well, if I were you, I'd tell people I was expecting till I lost that tub. Have you looked at... Uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, get your oh, shit out of oh, here. Do you happen to have a recipe for a lemon pie? No! It just so happens that I'm making fantastic lemon pie. Oh, wonderful! Why don't you make it and call me when it's done? No, no, mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. This woman, she wants to make a banana cream pie, right? She comes over, this... And this is just such a common line that you're used to hearing in either shows or movies or whatever from, like, the 50s. Your neighbor is coming, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Oh, can I? And then Bonnie's like, oh, can I borrow a cup? Oh, do you have any banana? Because she wants me banana cream pie. She's like, oh, do you have cream? Oh, do you have bananas? I'm like, you need to turn your ass around, get out of my house, and go to the store and get that shit yourself. That is, ugh. I'm sorry, but uh, you didn't come to uh, Lawson Grocery. This is not Lawson Grocery. It is someone's residence. Sugar is one thing, but you start adding, oh, uh, bananas and cream and a recipe. Yeah. There's lemons. Like, oh, I'll take the lemons. Like, no, you will not. And then she also mentions about, like, Joan says how she makes a terrific ban uh, lemon cream pie. And Bonnie's like, oh, yeah, well, here, why don't you make it, because you have the recipe, and then call me when it's done. Like, uh, no, I won't, but thank you. That'll be our dessert tonight. And then she asks how Vicky's doing, and Vicky says, one day I might have a little sister, and immediately, jo immediately Bonnie says, oh, well, then you're pregnant. Oh, that's so great. Oh, I can feel it kicking. And her hand is literally just above Joan's <laughs> pubic. I'm sorry, but it is. I'm just like, yeah, I, you need to get your hand away from my body. Yeah. That is a no-touch area unless you are... <laughs> unless you're Ted. <laughs> His hand is the only hand that belongs there. <laughs> and then she just starts clarifying that... Look, Vicky overheard Ted and I talking. One day, maybe, we would like to have another kid. And Vicky overheard and misunderstood. That's all. That's all that happened. And no, I'm not showing. And no, I don't have a tum to lose. I mean, what is... Bonnie is always fat-shaming Joan when I'm like, lady, and I'm not trying to fat-shame Bonnie. 
because I think that is a horrible thing to do. But it's just like, don't call out someone else when you are going through your own issues. That's just, yeah, that that is the term, pot calling the kettle black. Exactly. So, just Bonnie goes away, thank the Lord. I really hope we, this is the only scene we see her in. Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. I don't think it is, though. So, we got Vicky vacuuming the floor. She actually lifts Jamie up because he's raiding on the couch. So, this must be after school. Jamie just rolls his eyes like he's so used to it. Like, okay, I'm just gonna read this book. Vicky, did you vacuum all the crumbs off the couch? All except the one reading the book. <laughs> I resent being called a crumb by a crummy robot. Hi. Oh, how's he got in that box? Was he fired? A surprise. For me? Now? For me? Now? For me? Yes. Vicki, I bought you your very first toy. Good idea, Ted. I wish I'd thought of that. <clears throat> Here, take a look. Taking credit. Just what she's always wanted. A dead cat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Electronic, it's battery powered. Oh, cool. Wait till you see this thing. It's a wheels. The voice command, just like Vicky. Did he make that? Oh, Ted, it's cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this, watch this. Right in the face. Hey, that's great, Dad. Can it meow? Well, sure, ask it. Kitty meow for me. Can it roll over and play dead? Uh, no, Jamie, on account of it's got wheels. I can roll over. I don't have wheels. <laughs> that one's Vicky, jelly. Stop showing off. Meow again, please. That is Meow creepy. Louder. Oh, Vicky's jealous. Vicky, will you stop interrupting us? Playing with this cat on wheels. I'm gonna kill this. Ah! She stepped on its tail. Just what I've always wanted. A dead cat. Oh, she. Oh, that snarl on her. No, but I say that she did that on purpose. It, like she's jealous of the cat. Yeah, exactly. But she's a robot. How can a hunk of plastic and wires be jealous? Sure she could be jealous, if somebody mistakenly programmed her to be. Well, how do you mean, Ted? Well, remember back when I first brought Vicky home? We had quite a case of jealousy around here. But that was on Jamie's right. end. Yeah, Vicky was a pain in the neck. No, we were referring to Not you. Vicky, you. You were jealous because Vicky was getting all the attention. You said, nobody loves me and your pouty and lip was out like this. Uh-huh. I thought we were going to get a flashback. Away from home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a whole year ago. I was just a kid then. Uh-huh. Mr. Gold Chain. I didn't have these two hairs on my chin. You have no hairs. The point is, Jamie, you programmed her. And now, under the same set of circumstances, she's imitating your jealousy. This is fantastic. This is the first case of sibling robot rivalry. But she's not sibling rivalry with Jamie, just as 
fake cat. Yeah, so Ted brings home this cat on wheels, which doesn't look anything like that gray-brown model cat toy thingamajig I was talking about before I even started covering this episode. She's immediately jealous of a toy. She goes so far as to step on its tail and hear the sound out of it. And I'm just thinking, yeah, let's say you had a kid. You think her reacting to that mechanical cat on wheels is bad? You bring home a human life baby? You don't think she's going to try get jealous and try to kill the poor baby? I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if something like that is like, no, you are not going to have her in a house with a live baby. That is, that is never going to happen. That is too dangerous. I mean, you think, I mean, and they weren't even paying, they were paying attention to it for like a, a few seconds. Like, oh, the cat doesn't roll over. Okay. Meow, kitty, meow louder. And Vicky's like doing this, like the lion sound or like, hey, Vicky, shut up. We're trying to enjoy this cat on wheels and you're ruining our fun. Like, I just, and Ted sees that she's jealous. And then he brings up the fact of like when Jamie was jealous, when Vicky brought, was, you know, brought, he created her, brought her home. Jamie ran away from home. And Jamie's like, oh, well, that was over a year ago. I was much younger then. And I didn't have these two hairs on my chin. Yeah, whatever, Mr. Gold Chain. <laughs> uh, and, and the fact that Ted is referring to it as sibling rivalry. It's a cat on wheels. That is not her sibling. I don't see how he can... I mean, yeah, she, and the fact that she's jealous of it, I don't think she's taking the experience of over a year ago when Jamie was jealous and ran away from, he ran away to that clubhouse. That's how far he ran, which was in the back, which is non-existent now. There's, I don't even know, do they still, they have that, um, the monkey bars. I don't know what that's about. Oh my gosh, she, and now, and now Vicky's got the watering can for the plants in the house, and is she going to, like, douse this cat on wheels? I mean, if it's battery-operated, and it's not like the thing's going to start smoking, if she puts water on it, it'll probably just stop working. Let's find out. I mean, this cat is so loud, not just in its yowl when Vicky steps on its tail, but also when they ask the cat to meow, it goes, meow! And I'm thinking, I have never heard my cat, if I heard my cat meow that loud, I would be worried. Like, there's something wrong with you, are you sick? Any cat that meows that loud, there's something going on. They're trying to communicate and say... There's something wrong. Take me to the vet. You're not down to the vet, Quinn. Don't worry. <laughs> she doesn't even respond. She's actually sleeping on the bed right now. <laughs> yeah, and of course, before she even walks out of the room with a snarl on her face, she's like, guess what I always wanted? A dead cat. <laughs> I mean, if this thing didn't have wheels on it and you didn't see its face, from far away, it looks like it could be someone's taxidermy stuffed dead cat. 
Hypothetically, no. Yes. She is really giving it the stink eye. She's side eyeing that cat. Like, I'm gonna kill that cat. That bake. Come cat. on, Ted. We don't want to be late for dinner with the Gilberts. Come on, how do you get out of it? A wasted evening. It's not I mean, like the they're Gilberts going to so. Well, it's not like they're going to dinner with the Broom Dolls. making excuses to them for a whole year. Yeah, let's make it two. <laughs> well, then why are you <laughs> going? <laughs> here, hubby, hubby, hubby. Out, out. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 John. Uh, Jamie, come here. Yeah, Dad? Listen, I hate to leave Vicky in the middle of her first emotional crisis, so I want you to keep a close eye on her. Sure. Keep playing with the cat and watch Vicky's reactions. If she does anything unusual, phone me at the Gilberts and I'll rush right home. Okay. And if she doesn't do anything unusual, call me at the Gilberts and I'll rush right home. <laughs> really, just not gonna fucking go. Matter, honey, can't you take a joke? <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> so Jamie again is reading on the couch. Vicky is in the background. Yeah, she's watering their umpteen ficus and fern plants that are in the living room. And they're going to dinner with the Gilberts. I'm just thinking, oh, you mean like from What's Eating Gilbert Grape? The Gilbert family? Arnie and uh, Gilbert? Oh, wait, their last name was Grape. What is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, anyway, and they've been putting it off making excuses for a year, right? And Ted is just like, these people are boring. I'm thinking, it's not like you're going to dinner with no amount of money would they ever accept a dinner invitation to the Brindles, even if they were offered a million dollars. I don't think they would go. But it's like, if you've been putting off and putting off and putting off, going to the dinners, the, the dinners, going to the Gilberts for dinner, why in the hell do they keep offering? Like, oh, we got to get the Lawsons over here. They haven't been over here. They haven't seen the new house. They haven't seen little uh, Quinny since she was a baby, and she's like 10. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't uh, yeah. Ted does not want to go. Oh, this is so boring. I just, I don't understand why they, why they are even, what's the point of showing up if you've been putting it off for, a year, every single time they call you, like, once a month. <sighs> I don't know. So, Ted's telling Jamie, like, hey, interact with the cat. See how Vicky reacts to it. And then if she does anything odd, call me at the Gilberts and I'll rush right home. And Ted is like, you know, on second thought, even if she doesn't do anything weird, call me at the Gilberts and I'll rush right home. And Jamie's like, Dad, I got this. Don't worry. You just go have your boring dinner with the people that you apparently can't stand. I bet anything, at some point in this episode, Vicky is going to grab that toy cat on wheels by the tail and chuck it into the kitchen or out in the backyard. Backyard again, they don't have one. But still, or they're going to, oh my gosh, what if like, she tosses it over the the gate into the brindle yard and then harriet comes in like hey look at this new cat that i got this cat on this robot cat so let's find out how she reacts she's just she's side-eyeing giving the evil slant just stink eye to this cat i'm surprised she didn't like go at it and just start ripping 
the stuffing out of it and just tearing it to shreds. I mean, and like I said, it's just the same thing. If they had a baby and Vicky got jealous. I mean, she's reacting in a violent manner. She's stepping on that fake robot wheeled cat's tail. I just, I don't think... I don't think a baby would be safe in that household with Vicky. Or definitely not uh, Vanessa. I believe it was Vanessa, right? The evil version of Vicky? Alright, let's see how Vicky reacts here. Okay, Kitty. What do we play now? I've got it. Kitty, shake your tail. So it's just going in a, in a circle. You don't have a tail, you're just going in a circle. Big deal. The cat's cuter. No, it's not. Aww. Oh, look. Bottom lip thing. Vicky, you want to play with Kitty? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know she's going to throw water all over. Vicky, stop! What are you doing? I'm having my first emotional crisis. <laughs> you probably ruined it. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. turned into a crazy jealous robot. Now go away before you really do ruin Kitty. Oh, that's mean. I'm going to set that house on fire with him in it. I just get a feeling. Nobody loves me. I'll do what Jamie did. I'll run away from home. I'm a crazy, jealous robot. Aww. Jeez, Jamie, we gotta be a jerk to her. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna play this clip again real quick. The short clip. And I don't know whether... Where is that laughter coming from? It's one thing to have the audience laughter, which is normal. But then there's this other laughter. It's like... Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, and it's like right over the top of the the audience laughter, whatever, whether it's a live audience or not, I don't know, but I'm going to play this again, this just, it sounds like this is, like they took the footage from YouTube and someone was recording it and then they were laughing while it was being recorded, I don't know, something's just off here. And the laughter doesn't even seem like it's coming from a real human being. I don't know. Listen to this, though, and you guys tell me. Like, write into Facebook, message me, and if you heard it. I'm going to see when I'm done with the episode and go on YouTube and see if any comments mention this odd laugh. I mean, Ted did say to watch for Vicky's reaction, because Vicky's just going around in a circle, just like the cat is. And Jamie says, big deal, the cat's cuter. And then he looks over his shoulder, kind of slyly at Vicky to catch her reaction, and her bottom lip is jutted out. She's sad. It's like, aww. And then 
he, he Jamie's just horrible to her. Like, get lost, Becky. Go somewhere else. And then she takes a watering can into the kitchen and she says, I'm just a crazy, jealous robot. Nobody loves me. I'm going to go do what Jamie did and I'm going to run away from home. Aw, and I honestly feel like these are her own true felt emotions. I don't think it's just what she's picking up with from Ted and Joan and them. I think, like, in a way, like, that is a bit of her personality. I don't think she's being jealous because she's copying what Jamie did back in the pilot episode of season one. I think those are her actual feelings. Okay, so now we're in the, uh, back of the house, but the, but space between the house and the garage, basically. And I don't know why at one point I probably thought this was real brick that laid, laid down, but being it's a set, and the way that the spotlight above, which is shining on, the, it's like linoleum, it's like brick linoleum. It's linoleum that looks like fake brick. Because the spotlight above on the set is shy, is reflecting off of it, and you can just tell. So here comes Harriet, coming to hang out with Vicky and find Vicky. I thought for a second she's just pacing. She's just walking around in a circle with a frowny face, her bottom lip jutting out. What are you doing? I'm running away from home. You are? Where are you running away to? I don't know. I'm not allowed out of the yard. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy watching you. Why do you want to run away from home? Nobody loves me. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody plays with me. Vicky, 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 you have a lot to learn. <laughs> Whenever I run away from home, I make plans. I make a box lunch. Sometimes I even make reservations. So I think it's from Vicky, 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 I have a lot to learn. Running away is a last resort. Before you do that, you should do what I do. Get your folks' attention by being obnoxious. I thought she already should her How do I be obnoxious? <laughs> oh, lots of ways. You can have a tantrum. You can slam doors. You can cry and lock yourself in the bathroom. And then, there's my favorite. Holding my breath till I turn blue. <laughs> turn blue. Yeah, really scares them. With my red hair, white eyeballs, and blue face, I look like an American flag. <laughs> Come with me, Vicky. I'm going to help you run away. I can't leave the yard. Of course you can. Assert yourself. You're a liberated woman. In a few years, with a little luck, You'll be able to sue for sexual harassment on the job. Oh. I will never find you. Come on. Okay, I'm a liberated woman. So Harriet comes into the yard, sees Vicky walking around in circles. Maybe that's her version of pacing. She tells Harriet, I'm not allowed to leave the yard. Nobody loves me anymore. And also, Harriet gets it, and, well, Vicky already wants to run away from home, because no one loves her, in her mind. 
Harriet tells her, oh, I do that all the time. Sometimes I make reservations. Sometimes I pack a box, you know, my lunchbox. But you got to be obnoxious with your parents and get their attention. Holding your breath till you turn blue. Locking yourself in the bathroom and crying. Slamming doors. Yelling. All that stuff. Harriet has a very sad home life that we are not privy to. And I think I'm glad I'm not. we're not privy to it. But this just, it feels like from season one, there was an episode where we went over to Harriet's house and she taught Vicky how to be annoying. Let's see. Yes, it was season one, episode 13, Brainwashed. Vicky goes to play with Harriet and she teaches her how to demand things from her parents. This impacts Vicky's internal circuit and creates a problem for the Lawson's. This just sounds like a repeat after a, a year and a half, like, or a year. Jamie, we go back, he's in the living room with the motorized cat on wheels and is calling for Vicky and surprised that she hasn't come back into the, the well, he told her basically to get lost, like, get out of here, I don't want to see you. And, of course, he's going to go in the kitchen, and she's not going to be there. She's not going to be in the backyard either, because Harriet said, Come over to my house, Vicky. I'm going to teach you how to be a liberated woman who can leave the backyard. And guess what? In a few years, as a woman, a liberated woman, you can sue for, for sexual harassment in the workplace. I don't know. Did it take longer than that? I mean, it seems to me that women are still, as far as in the workplace, still trying to get equal rights, or if they come hopefully from 87 to 2022, women have come farther than what I'm thinking in the workplace. So you know Jamie's going to call his dad at the Gilberts, and he's going to, he and Joe are going to rush home like, Vicky's not in the yard, she's not anywhere, I looked all over the house, she's not here. Vicky!
Do you have any free days? <laughs> You're not gonna send her home, are you, Mom? Oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> you can stay right here. I even cooked you a nice frozen TV dinner. Cook it? You don't even defrost mine. I'm the only kid in town who has to lick dinner. Well, knock it off, lamb chop. You poor mistreated little waif. Bonbon's gonna make you all cozy and comfy. Now we'll start by getting into Betty Bye. And you'll oh, have someone's a getting jealous herself. You never do Betty Bye and Nappy Poo and me. You just yell, get your buns between the sheets. <laughs> well, I'm gonna read you a nice bedtime story. Would you like that, Vicky? Here's one of Harriet's books. Love's flaming desire. Oh, yeah. Don't leave my place. I make notes. Harriet, precious, why don't you go to your little closet and get your little sleeping bag and put it by your little bed and shut your big mouth? Oh, my God. Hey, you ask for it. I'm going to hold my breath till my face turns blue. <gasps> well, good, because then it'll match your other end, which is going to be black and blue. Wow, another person who likes to spank their Don't kids. Don't pay any attention to her, Vicky. You just stay that sweet, precious, strange little girl that you are. Okay, Bon Bon. <laughs> you. I'll run away. Good. Bye-bye. Oh! Derek gazed at Felicia as he stared through the window. She stepped from her back. The sun glistening on her pink. Oh. <laughs> okay, Bonnie. Read my bedtime story. Later, kid. Later. <laughs> okay. Take your spank thanks stuff somewhere else. Okay. Wow. Is this a hell of a lot to unpack? Um, first of all, we need to call CPS and have Harriet removed out of that abusive home because that is a very abusive home, the way that Bonnie treats her. No wonder Harriet is the way she is. And honestly, I think Harriet's room has not changed since season one, episode 13. Same stuff. You know, I probably could even go back and check if I really wanted to. She's telling Vicky, like, hey, stay here with me. Let him sweat it out. And she tells Vicky, feeling guilty does wonders for parents. You know, I read that in the autobiography of Joan Rivers. What did Bonnie bring up on a, like, a paper plate? It looks like a pancake. Bonnie asks Vicky, like, oh, Vicky, what are you doing here? Because, you know, Bonnie's always got her binoculars, always right in the direction of the Lawson's home. So I'm sure she probably doesn't ever see Vicky leave that house. Except for the two times that she went to Jamie's school, because Joan was substituting and needed to have her with her. Vicky tells Bonnie, I'm running away from home. And she, oh, Bonnie is just starving for gossip. She sits down on the bed next to Vicky and says, oh, what did your parents do to you? Or <laughs> did they do something in front of you or to you, tell Bon Bon all the dirt. 
<laughs> she is just starving for that. Ugh. And you know this woman does not work for a living at all. Brandon, uh, clearly makes the money in that family. But now we got someone else is getting jealous. Because Bonnie is giving attention to Vicky. She's even going, yeah, and v Vicky is saying that she does all the housework, vacuums, makes dinner, wakes them up, does the laundry, vacuum, uh, dusts and all this shit. And then Bonnie looks over her shoulder at Harry and's like, see, this is what a good daughter does for her mommy. He even goes and puts Vicky in Harriet's bed. And says, Bonnie's gonna, Bonbon's gonna read you a bedtime story. She tells Harriet to go into her closet and get a sleeping bag because you're gonna sleep on the floor. Vicky's gonna have your bed. And Harriet is pretty much saying, I'm gonna hold my breath until my face turns blue. And Bonnie, who apparently spanks Harriet, says, Good, it's gonna match. Your ass when I spank it because that's gonna be black and blue too. I'm like, good grief, you and Ted with your spanking ways. I swear. I mean, yes, it was 1987. I mean, that's what you did back then. So just and <laughs> so she's gonna read <laughs> Vicky a bedtime story, and she finds it's probably like Lady Chatterley's Lover or some other porn book that's open at a certain <laughs> apparently yeah yeah here he is like oh don't lose my place it's like have you never heard of dog earring i mean i did that with 50 shades of gray so uh the book yeah so come on now why would you have it on the floor under your bed well i don't think it'd be safe anywhere in that house harriet you know we're learning she is pretty wise beyond her years there for a nine-year-old or a ten-year-old however i don't know how old she is and harriet says that she's gonna run away from home doesn't face bonnie in the slice say oh bye-bye <laughs> yeah they cps needs to be called and they they need to be reported for child abuse because that is horrible so bonnie starts reading the book out loud it's like oh hmm. and <laughs> vicky says bon bon keep reading my bedtime story and she says Honey says, later, kid. It's like, okay, you need to take that somewhere else. It, it's called, the book is called Love's Flaming Desire. And it seems like some man who's looking through a window at some woman getting out of a bathtub. I was like, dang. When Bonnie flips the page, there are no words on that page, so she's reading nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, there actually are. Okay, moving on. So, Ted and Joan are getting home. So, clearly, they're going to see that Vicky is not there. There's a lump on the couch. I don't know whether it's supposed to be Jamie under an Afghan blanket or what. So, we saw, actually, I noticed that Vicky, when she's under the covers, and it's probably uh, Tiffany Brissett, just kind of, because it looked like her leg was kind of bent under the covers at a point and she was like probably getting a cramp like ah you gotta extend the leg even though a robot probably wouldn't do that but who knows all right let's get back to joan and ted arriving home and not seeing vicky there oh, the dinner. there is nobody duller than the gilberts <laughs> did you notice that fake picasso he was yawning out of all three mouths <laughs> 
Jamie wasn't even there and they put him to sleep. Yeah. I'll go carry him to his room. That's not him. Hi, Jamie. What the hell is he holding them? Jamie? Who's this? Harriet, what in the hell? Wilson. Harriet, what are you doing here? I ran away from home. You didn't run far enough. <laughs> Jamie, you're... Harriet, your parents must be worried sick. Hey, hey, where's Vicky? I hate to tell you this, Dad, but... Looks like Vicky ran away from home, too. What is this, an epidemic? <laughs> Jane, are you sure? I can't find her anywhere. That little traitor's in my house. She's taken over my bed and my mother. I really miss that bed. <laughs> come on, honey, we better go get her. Come on, Harry, you better come home, too. I told you where Vicky was, Jamie. Well, where's my reward? Ew, no, he ain't gonna kiss you. Get away. Your reward is I'm not gonna tie your lips in a knot. <laughs> you little sweet talker, you. Ugh. So, I, I don't know why I would have thought that under the afghan on the couch was Jamie, because it didn't, you know, look like him. Because Jamie, as soon as Ted and Joan get home, exhausted from the boring Gilberts, Ted goes to put Jamie in bed, picks him up. It's like, that person, what? I thought that was like a mannequin or something. And like, no, that person's too flat to be Jamie, too small. So, turns out it was Harry. I'm like, what the hell? I wasn't expecting her to be there. Because Jamie comes out of the kitchen. And it's like, Harriet, what are you doing here? And Harriet tells him I ran away from home. And then Ted's like, well, where's, if you're here, where's Vicky? Turns out Vicky has taken over <laughs> Harriet's life as far as taking over her bed and her attention from Bonnie, which, who wants attention from Bonnie? Nobody! And now that Ted and Joan are going over to the... Brindles to get Vicky. Like, come on, Harriet, you gotta go home. And then Harriet turns to Jamie and says, All right, I kept your secret. Where's my reward? And then she, like, goes to, like, try to kiss him. I'm thinking, Ew, he's not gonna kiss you. Go away. Where's my reward? She puckers her lips. And Jamie says, Your reward is that I'm not gonna tie your lips together. Ugh. So we get back over to the Brindles to Harriet's room, and Bonnie is stretched out on that bed asleep. She's got a plate full of cookies. I thought they were a pancake when she first came in, but she is snoring away, and I'm not sure what Vicky's doing. Vicky's reading that book! Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, I bet anything... I'm sorry for yawning. It's 8.07 in the end. Or in the evening, excuse me. So, I bet Tenjun are going to burst in there like, Vicky, let's go. Vicky, we love you. Vicky, we'll get rid of that motorized cat on wheels.
She, okay, she can't really be asleep if she's eating cookies. Vicky, what are you doing here? I'm reading Eric took Felicia into his strong, muscled arms and crushed her to his heaving chest. Oh. <laughs> okay, Harriet's reading material. Bonnie, wake up. Bonnie. <laughs> Derek? Derek, is that you? Crush me, Derek. Bonnie, it's me, Ted. Oh, Ted. I hope your wife doesn't find out. Uh, his wife is in the room. He already knows, Bob. No. Don't you dare That's turn into right. Bonnie. That's right, Vicky, you poor mistreated little waif. She told me how you make her wait on you hand and foot. But you know how kids exaggerate. Well, you don't think that we believe everything Harriet tells us about Brandon and you, do you? <laughs> what have you been telling them, precious? <laughs> None of the real juicy stuff. Ordinary things like when you're mad at Daddy, you shrink his shoes in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, no biggie. My, what a fun family. Yes. Uh, Vicky, let's go home. I'm a poor, mistreated little waif. You are I'll not. I'll hold my breath till I turn blue. Oh, shit. <laughs> Vicky. <laughs> Night, Bonnie. Yeah, my best to Derek and his heaving chest. <laughs> Come on, Vicky. Hi. Bye-bye. Well, that was solved quickly. All right, so that was, yeah, like I said, that was solved quickly. Just get her out of there. You and Harriet, Bonnie, have some issues you need to worry. I still believe CPS needs to be called. Um, Nipper and Dolson and Harriet needs to be put in a safe place that isn't Noel's house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah, that porno book. That was like the 1987 version of Fifty Shades of Grey, probably. Like, All right, Vicky, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because she even says she's going to hold her breath until she turns blue. And I know it's 1987 and the effects aren't the greatest in the world. But I just, it was like a light blue hue over her face. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I've seen better. But I mean, when she was going to turn but I thought it was going to be like in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with uh, Violet Beauregard and her just turning like violet blue and just, it wasn't anything like that. Well, they don't have the money for, it's a TV show. They don't have movie money. So they come back inside and Jamie's sitting at the table with that motorized cat on wheels like, oh, Vicky, hey, you're back. Cool. She immediately is going to take that cat and shuck it out into their, uh, front space between the house and the garage. Like, I, I don't want to see this thing ever again. Vicky, you're back! 
kitty. I'm running away from home again. No. Vicky, no, stop. no, no, no. You don't ever have to run away or be jealous again. Because we love you much more than we do kids. Don't we? That's right, Vicky. Well, Kitty's just a toy, but you're a part of our family. We love you like we love Jamie. Yeah, and we'll never play with Kitty again. He's all yours. Oh, yeah. He's all mine. She's going to chuck him. No, she's going to throw him out there. She likes Kitty. No, she doesn't. Looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> nice Kitty, huh? Nice Kitty. Nice Kitty. Bye, Kitty. Yep. Now that's what I call putting out the cat. Yeah, there was no way she was fooling me for a second when she took the cat. Like, oh, nice kitty, nice kitty. And Joan even said, like, and even Ted told her, like, yeah, when she walked in, she was like, oh, there's Kitty, I'm running away again. And she turns to go out the door, and Ted stops her and says, no, you're not. And Joan explains to Vicky, like, we could never love this Kitty more than you. We love you as much as we love Jamie. You're part of the family. That's never going to change. No one's going to come in and replace you ever. That's why they never have a kid other than Jamie. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're... they're thinking like oh she likes kitty and she's petting it and then she's like bye kitty chucking it out the door and jamie says now that's what i call putting out the cat <laughs> and that's how the episode ends <laughs> all right i want to look on you this episode up on youtube and see what the comments are but that is the episode i thought it was cute uh, luckily we didn't, which, <laughs> we had to get more scenes of, but I knew that she wasn't just in it for one scene. That's not, that's never how it ever works. So, for the month of November, we have the second to last episode of season two, which is season two, episode 23, Vicki Goodwrench, which aired May 16th, 1987. Vicki turns out to be a wizard at Car Repairs. Cool. And of course, if you want a sneak peek of what the season two finale is, Double Wedding, season two, episode 24, aired May 23rd, 1987. That would have been my husband's 12th birthday. <laughs> but in this episode, the Lawsons decide to renew their vows. You think that's beautiful? Great. But guess who's going to horn in on that? The Brindles also want to renew their vows. Fuck. A hundred and ten percent fuck off. So that is May of 1987. Season three. Okay, kicks off in September. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it looks like I'm just. I thought there was like a giant gap. No, there isn't. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm gonna check out the comments. See if we got any good ones. I'll be right back. Someone said that's the worst fake meow ever. <laughs> Some people are joking about how Bonnie calls herself Bon Bon. <laughs> Let's see. Someone commented that cat toy is basically a plushed cat on top of a RC car chassis, and by the look of it, 
It's a turbo hopper car chassis, which was really popular in the 80s. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some quotes from the episode. Ted, is there something I should know? Joan, no, there's something you should do. Funny, sarcastic. Someone quote said, awesome childhood memories. Ted, what's the matter, honey? Can't you take a joke? Joan, of course, I married you, didn't I? <laughs> All right, here's some more comments. Hurricane Bonnie, I'm blowing out before she blows in. <laughs> wow, I didn't think a robot could get jealous. She's a terror when she's jealous, but so adorable when she's sad and pouts her lips. Oh no, lol, is Harriet going to brainwash Vicky again like in season one? <laughs> Let's see here. Her <laughs> two minutes and 43 seconds. Her face expression was like WTF. <laughs> this person comments, OMG, my mother thought the cat was a real cat. Let's see. Someone says, I remember and prefer the season three and four intro theme. Well, I'm looking forward to that because I'm starting season three of Small Wonder in January. Jamie did the exact same thing. He got jealous of Vicky, ran away to his clubhouse. Vicky fixed up on what Jamie did, to setting a bad example. However, Vicky has developed emotions and feelings. Jamie got to understand that sometimes she has also, also, I can't under, I can't stand the way Jamie acts. Yeah, he is a pain in the ass a majority of the time. And I just, I don't know. I don't like that gold chain he's wearing. I don't know whether that was the writers on the show. Like, hey, I think uh, Jamie wants to coolify himself. Or maybe it's Jerry Seffrey and saying, hey, I want to wear this gold chain. I think Jamie, uh, now that he's 12, he wants to, uh, I think either season three or f it might be season four where Jamie's hair does change. He's got it like spiked up kind of because I thought the show ended in like 89, if I'm not mistaken. Jamie really pissed me off with this rudeness. I understand Vicky is a robot, but she has developed feelings and other things that he doesn't know. I can't stand him in the show. It was better off when he wasn't on it. And this person commented, so a normal teenage boy. It was better when he wasn't on it for what? One episode when he wasn't there? Because apparently someone believes maybe the actor might have been sick. Vicky reading the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Bon Bon. <laughs> this person is harsh. Good grief. Yeah, this I, I'm not reading this comment. This person sounds like a major prick. So, yeah. <laughs> Joan, though, her outfits were really great. I really like them. One was kind of a plaid blue and white shirt. And then there's another one where it was, like, bright yellow, kind of pinkish. Harriet, actually, it looks like it's something she may have worn before in a previous episode. Or maybe it's the outfit she wears in the intro. I can't remember. But it really complimented her. It was kind of a reddish orange blood orange kind of shirt underneath with light blue and a pattern and it just and you know her 
her ribbons and her hair and everything, her red hair, everything just really complemented the outfit that she wore. But it seems like she really does wear a lot of bright colors, I think, to offset the fact of her pale white skin <laughs> with her red hair. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But, um, yeah, this was a cute episode. I, I am definitely uh, curious to see how the next episode goes for November. And then, of course, we have the season two finale. I'm going to say most likely the, that's going to come out after Christmas, but before, <laughs> before New Year's Eve. So look forward to that, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. And I hope, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye, everyone.